The strangeness of this day is really captured in the way we name it, isn't it? Good Friday. Hershey Millet Stevens, one of our preachers this afternoon, ended each of her meditations by sort of saying, today is good because it was a helpful reminder that it's a strange way to think of this day. Uh, Some have suggested that originally the day was called God's Friday, later shortened simply to Good Friday. Theologians, of course, make a different argument and simply suggest that it is good in that it's because of this day that salvation is accomplished for us, that we have a way to eternal life. Good Friday reminds us of how Easter is possible. It represents the darkness before the light, the the depth of emptiness before God returns with love. It represents time in hell. But especially in John's gospel, we also see the triumph of the cross, even on Good Friday. The cross is often used as uh, an image of triumph. Uh, From the very beginning, even, the cross was used as a symbol of strength, often to keep weak people in their place. The cross on which the Romans nailed a criminal was meant to be a triumph over crime, a, a triumph over disorder, a victory over anyone who might begin to challenge the Roman rule. One of the most famous crosses is the one that appeared in the sky for Constantine just before the battle at the Milvian Bridge in 312. The symbol of the Cairo, the the cross that represents the first initials of Christ, appeared in a vision to Constantine. And so in the vision, Constantine was assured that he would have victory over any opponent who would come his way. And so Constantine instructed his soldiers to put that very symbol, the symbol of the cross, on their battle standards. And so they marched forward. It was a sign of victory, and Christianity was soon legalized. There are many places in the history of our faith where the cross has been used as a symbol of victory over other people, over other religions, over people we might disagree with, or people we might dislike, or people we proclaim enemies, or people who have been proclaimed evil. Of course, to use the cross in such a way is to imagine the cross as a weapon over other people. It's to misunderstand completely the language of Holy Scripture. It's to miss completely the life of Jesus Christ. It's to miss the power of the cross. On Palm Sunday, we heard the epistle reading from Philippians that proclaims that God has exalted Christ. Christ is lifted up high. He's exalted. But it's an interesting, complicated exaltation. It's one that's one that's gained through obedience. It's a raising up that happens through going down through humility, through service, through hardship, through sacrifice, through love. God, God's self, in the form of Jesus, emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. 
Jesus is exalted throughout the scriptures. He's lifted high. He becomes large. He's huge. But notice when it happens. It happens when he heals a blind person. Jesus is raised up when he offers food to a hungry person. Jesus is made large when he kneels to wash the feet of his friends. Elsewhere in John's Gospel, Jesus assures us that when he is lifted up, he'll draw all people to himself. And so the cross is a victory, but it's a victory over all that might possibly keep people from Christ. The cross is a victory over death. It's a victory over disease. It's a victory over ignorance. It's a victory over evil. It's on the cross that God's heart breaks. And yet, through that heartbreak, because of that heartbreak, the power of love almighty is unleashed in the world in a completely new way, in a way that wipes away sin, that dries up tears, and that raises the dead to immortal life. Through the cross, the soul of Christ sanctifies us. The body of Christ saves us. The blood of Christ makes us drunk with life. And the water from the side of Christ washes us. As we give thanks for the great love that has come through the cross, may we know the exaltation of those who offer themselves in service to others. May we use the cross and be used by the cross to draw others to Jesus, to his love, and to his life everlasting. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.